Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, ADHD awareness, forces working against you. And with us in our virtual studio is the Dr. Ari Tuckman. We're going to get into the content of our show in a minute. Uh, real quickly, everybody, this is ADHD Awareness Month, and we're trying to make you aware. Uh, we spent a lot of time on our content of our shows for this particular month, and we're delving into some topics I think that are a little bit unique to kind of create some awareness. Uh, real quickly, the 2019 Annual International Conference on ADHD is around the corner. It's November the 7th through the 9th in the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It's a spectacular event. Um, if you're anywhere close to Philadelphia, D.C., New York, Boston, um, it's really not that difficult to get there. It's your opportunity to go and, uh, and be with your tribe, to learn a lot, and to mingle. Uh, we, we're proud of our content on Attention Talk Radio, uh, and you can get great content at these, sometimes even better content. But the biggest reason you go is to be with the people, the tribe, ask the question, and get immersed in the experience. You can sign up for the conference by going to chadd.com. Um, also, our show tonight is being brought to you by CHAD, that's Children and Adults with Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. And uh, in celebration, we're offering um, free copies of Attention Magazine, two of them to be exact. All you need to do is listen to our show. Uh, we'll be sharing a secret word a couple times in the show. Write it down. Listen to another show. Write a second keyword down and email us. Our email address is attention at attentiontalkradio.com, and when we receive that, I'll fire it off to Chad. They will send you a current edition of uh, Attention Magazine and a next next copy in a PDF format when um, it is released. Um, Our show tonight is being brought to you by Chad. We have a tip, um, actually a promo for the conference that we're going to run, and then we'll get into the media show. So here we go. Join Chad at the 2019 Annual International Conference on ADHD in Philadelphia, November 7 to 9. Where else can you learn the latest tools, treatments, and strategies to help manage ADHD? Share insights with old and new friends and take home new ideas and action plans to help you or your child thrive with ADHD. Register today at chad.org. Thanks again, Chad, for your continued support. For those that are not aware, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. Um, we, uh, we're a big believer that uh, if you're, you're a listener of ours, we would uh, we think that you could benefit from being a member or donating. Um, it's important to, um, that Chad be on a strong financial footing because they advocate for us. Um, there's a lot of great member benefits if you sign up. Uh, learn more about them today by going to chadd.org. Okay. Uh, I want to get into the show. Our, these shows this month are actually pre-recorded, so we could get the the, the content uh, down pat and line straight. So we are going to roll the tape. Hopefully, you'll uh, gain some awareness and um, hope you enjoy the show. Dr. Ari Tuckman is a clinical psychologist who specializes in diagnosing and treating children, teens, and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. He is the author of four books, including his newest one, ADHD After Dark. Better Sex Life, Better Relationships. He's a frequent speaker and has given more than 350 presentations on ADHD and other topics. He has over 100 episodes and more than 2 million downloads of his More Attention, Less Deficit podcast. 
He's the former member of the National Board of CHAD and their current chair uh, for their conference. More information is available at adultadhdbook.com. All right, welcome to the show. It is always fun to be here. Ah, uh, yes, it's always fun. You're one of my favorite guests. You've got the, you, you, I've said this before, you've got the most green stamps and frequent flyer miles on Ascension Talk Radio. And you're always <laughs> my go-to guy for some for some real fun uh, topics. And uh, this is ADHD Awareness Month, and really been wanting to do some shows to bring out awareness to the people that are there, the, a lot of things that are not normally talked about. And uh, I know when I'm coaching people, I always try to like, Try to sit down and be kind of practical and say, you know, some forces that are kind of working against you, and there's really just nothing that we can do about it other than recognize that they're there and, you know, just, you know, kind of manage around them. And, you know, one of them I wanted to kind of talk about a little bit was, you know, we've learned over the years that ADHD is really executive functioning issue, largely of which is self-regulation. And it's been interesting to me if you start to listen to a lot of uh, particularly the behavioral stuff, among other things, is you need to use self-regulation to overcome self-regulation, which kind of cracks me up. <laughs> what are right. your thoughts on that? <laughs> I mean, I laugh at it sometimes, but what's your perspective on that? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's absolutely true. It's sort of like, <clears throat> I don't know, it's like the other analogy I use is it's like needing your glasses to find your glasses, you know? Um, so, it works great when you get to step two of there, I have my glasses, <laughs> but it doesn't work so well in step one, you know, where you're trying to find them. Um, but it just, you know, it kind of brings me back to, you know, Russell Barkley's famous quote that ADHD is not a disorder of knowing what to do. It's a disorder of doing what you know. So, you know, like, so that's exactly what we're talking about here. The knowing is the easy part. And, you know, the analogy I use here is that it's sort of like losing weight. Like mathematically speaking, losing weight is super easy. You just take in fewer calories than you burn. Ta-da, subtraction, <laughs> right? And yet somehow, you know, it, it ain't that easy. Um, and especially because like with losing weight, it's not like it's a thing you do one time. You know, like for dinner today, I will have the salad instead of the triple cheeseburger with large fries. You know, there, now I've lost the weight. It's a thing you have to do consistently day, you know, hour after hour, minute after minute, week after week. Um, and it's the same thing in terms of ADHD and self-regulation as well, that it's not a thing you do one time. There, I got to work on time once. That's all my boss needs that one time, you know, like... <laughs> No, like, you know, she still wants you here on time tomorrow and even the day after that, if you can believe it. <laughs> I love the, the quote of the show is, ta-da. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it, it, this kind of goes to the, you know, again, the self-regulation. I like how you brought diet into it or not even just the dieting, kind of what you eat, or time management. It's Again, it's just that willpower to override. And, you know, Dr. Barkley defines uh, self-regulation as, you know, directing an action back on yourself to change your behavior, to change the future. It's a future-directed act, and that ability just to kind of pause and think about it. Like, we all know that it's that's what you're supposed to do, but that, that in fact, is the very difficult thing that we help them with. And, you know, it's kind of funny. I'm interested in your perspective on it, because when I'm coaching people, there's the two parts 
The one is pausing and stopping to think, and then the number two is what do you do when you get to that point in time? And, you know, when it comes to, to pausing, it's interesting because on the emotional side, that's probably one of the hardest things I coach is for people to actually witness that they're in an emotion at that point in time, it, just to stop before they even do anything about it. Uh, what's your experience with that? Yeah, I mean, I think you're absolutely right. And it's, you know, the, the stopping, the pausing is really sort of fundamental because, you know, when we don't pause, when we just sort of knee-jerk react, it's kind of like that's it, you know, end of the story. You know, whatever happens next is what happens. Whereas when we pause, at least we have the possibility. You know, at least we yep. have the option to consider something like a better response. Um, yep. So. So, yeah, I mean, it's all about the pause and certainly, you know, a lot of what we talk about in terms of ADHD ultimately boils down to that pause. You know, so medication helps you have a bit more of a pause, um, certainly yep. in terms of ADHD stimulant medication. But I think, frankly, even if we talk about like antidepressants and anxiety and depression, I think you could even make an argument that there it gives you a little bit of a pause as well. Um, but, you know, also like all the strategies that we talk about for folks with ADHD of limiting distractions and setting up the things that you want to do and you're supposed to do, making them a little bit bigger and brighter. Like it's all about setting that pause. It's all about creating yep. that space between stimulus and response. And yep. I think that is where the magic happens. Not to say it's easy, but that's often the goal. Yeah, and we're going to talk a little bit more of that in a little bit. But so to go back to the fundamental negative forces that are working against you, the first one really is so often people expect you to use self-regulation to manage self-regulation. And I'm, we're talking about the same thing, and, and, and can you imagine, well, you, didn't you stop and think? That's actually the pause. Didn't you stop and think? And, you know, it's funny how this kind of plays out a little bit because I do this often when I'm dealing with somebody that's the non-ADD partner or the parent, and they're getting really upset. I go – if you'll stop, and, I, and this is a little bit of a chapter from uh, Melissa Orlov's, there's the ADHD symptom and then the emotional response from the non-ADHD person, and then the ADHD person has an emotional response to the, the, the emotional response. Again, it's funny because yeah. that's actually self-regulation. And so in that situation when somebody's yelling at you, didn't you just stop and think? You have ADHD, so you have the diagnosis, so it's your problem. But the person who's getting emotional is exhibiting self-regulation yeah. problems in that moment. But it's not your problem because – not their problem because they don't have the diagnosis. And, again, I realize right. that this, this is not solving your problem out there, everybody. But I just want to acknowledge – sometimes it's just nice if somebody just says the truth, the elephant in the room. And this is one of them. Because right. you have the diagnosis, the burden falls on you, and everybody just expects you to do it. And it's just a reality world. And you know we've talked about – just in a couple of other shows, at some point in time, you just have to accept the reality and move forward and deal with it as opposed to expect it to change. Right. Yeah. And I mean, the thing about it is, you know, all of these bad responses, they all make sense. You know, like there is indeed a logic to it. Like you can see how A leads to B. So yep. the person with ADHD forgets, I'll just go rather generic, person with ADHD forgets to do something. Okay, that's understandable. People with ADHD are forgetful. Their partner gets upset about the fact that they forgot. Okay, yeah, I get that. You know, like, sure, yeah. they were counting on that to be done, and now it's more stress for them to have to figure out what to do next. Person with ADHD then gets defensive about it because who yep. likes being yelled at or criticized, especially if you're like, ugh, not again. Um, 
And, you know, then away we go. So, like, all of these reactions absolutely make sense. They're just yep. not the best options. Um, they're very much the automatic reactions. They're very uh -huh. much what we sort of knee-jerk fall to. So, you know, for both partners, this is where that emotional self-regulation comes in or just generally speaking, self-regulation comes in yep. of pausing and assessing what are my other options? Like ultimately, yep. what's going to be best for me here? Um, and, you know, it's, as much as we know that ADHD causes self-regulation difficulties for the person who has ADHD, I kind of joke that ADHD also causes self-regulation or emotional regulation issues in their yep. partner, you know, because yep. in their partner, and I've had lots of them saying like, God, I cannot believe what I'm, who I've become. Like, this is not who I am. <laughs> how, how am I this angry person all the time? Yeah, that's so, who I've so, become. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. And then, you know, you play this dance a thousand times if you've been together for a while. And it's even easier to fall into that same old pattern. You know, never worked once, but that doesn't mean yep. we don't do it again. Yep. Absolutely. Tell you what, want to go to break real quick. Everybody, our secret word tonight is forces. Secret word tonight is forces. And uh, please go check out Ari's website at adultadhdbook.com. And we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, TimeTimer's bright red disc disappears. Visit TimeTimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. You can't go off to college with them, but we can. Visit EdgeFoundation.org to learn more how an Edge coach can help your student reach their full potential. You can also call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE and get a free college success guide. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? <laughs> Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay. Do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with Dr. Ari Tuckman, one of our favorite guests during ADHD Awareness Month, um, and trying to make you aware of certain forces that are working against you um, in the world that, unfortunately, can't always do anything about, but we'd like to just really kind of meet you where you are, acknowledge them, kind of talk about them a little bit, and say, you know, the best thing you can do is just know that they're there and kind of work around them. So. Before the break, we were talking about how often people expect you to use self-regulation to overcome self-regulation. Next thing I want to try and talk about, Zari, I, I found it really easy to articulate to people that it's really convenient for society if those with ADHD do it, do it their way. 
And I want to give an example of that. I did an interview with Dr. Russell Barkley on working memory uh, a year and a half ago. And we talked about, you know, the theoretical side of it, and we got through the practical side of it, and we got to the point in time that for people with ADHD, paper is actually high-tech. The ability to spread things out and see that, yet in society, I'm getting bullied all the time now to go digital. And they use it by – they guilt me into it by saying I've got to go green. Like, you've got to go green. Like, there's something wrong with you if you actually want to make a statement. And I think it, it really does work against you over the long term. Thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, there's this tendency for all of us that we assume that our way of seeing the world is the way that other people should also see it. And our way of doing things is somehow inherently the best way, not just for me, but like it would, it should also be the best way for you to do it. Now, you know, granted, there are definitely some people who have more kind of cognitive flexibility on things than others. Um, but you know, anybody who needs to do things differently runs the risk of that kind of, um, you know, correcting. And there's all these stories of, you know, people who are, I don't know, probably 50 and above who, maybe 40 and above, who were lefties. <clears throat> and then when they were learning to write in school, they were forced to, like, yep. use their right hand and the teacher would, like, would loosely tie their left hand to the chair leg or something so they couldn't use their left hand. And, you know, like all this kind of crazy stuff like that. Um, so, you know, I think it's, it's that it makes more work for the non-ADHD person to sort of wrap their brain around the idea that this way that you do it, I don't get it. Yep. And it, that would totally not work for me. But, I mean, I guess if it works for you, that's great. Um, you know, so I think it can make emotionally or cognitively a little bit more work for the other person. But I think for the person with ADHD or whatever, um, to just be, be sort of confident in it and to say, you know, I understand this isn't your way. That's okay. But what I have found is this really is the thing that works best for me. And just stand by it. You know, like if you know for you. So I think the outcome, you know, being a more reliable employee, being more consistent, being more whatever, matters way more than the method that you get there. Yep. So I, I can't help but tell the story because the thing that you said about confidence is really important. I know, Ari, when I'm coaching people, one of the things that I'm trying to do is help them understand what works 100% of the time. And when they know it works 100% of the time, they're confident in it, and they can stand up and advocate for themselves. So I was coaching this woman one time. I'll never forget it. Um, she was a very feeling-based person who had a hard time with her words. And so when she would have a feeling about something, trying to convert a feeling into words and to communicate, it was difficult enough. It just so happens that her husband was a trial lawyer, like a professional debater. And you can imagine the dynamic in that house is of that expectation. Anyway, it was funny because I worked with her over a period of time, and um, she called me up one day. She was so excited because her husband came in, and she, was, she wasn't asleep, but she really wasn't up and out of bed yet and he walked in the room and said you know you need can you take my stuff to the dry cleaners and she she sat up in bed and she said she looked at him and she said you know you can tell me to go get dry cleaning while i'm here in bed with nothing to write it down on and whatever and there's a chance it will get done but most likely it won't however if you'll notice every time you ever write something like that down on a note and you stick it on the island in the kitchen it gets done. I'm going back to bed. You choose which outcome you want. And I, and I say yeah. that because in that situation, 
again, the, the theme here is it's convenient for him if she does the work for him. And it was kind of cool because she advocated, like, you know, she turned the tables. You're the one that's a choice. You get to pick the outcome. If you do that one, I'm confident I'll get that done. And if you do this way, it's, it's really your thing. But what comes back to this is the problem with ADHD is sometimes you, you can be confident, but because you have the, 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 uh, the diagnosis or just society in general, you can talk about this all day long, but you're, you're talking to – you're wasting your spit on it, so sometimes you just have to accept it. But to begin to understand your ADHD and have some confidence and begin to advocate for yourself and push back on society, I've got to tell you, it's not an easier thing to do, but it's more difficult than having to write with your right hand when you're left hand for the rest of your life. Yeah. Make sense? Well, and yeah, I mean, it does. And, you know, the thing about it is, you know, you could easily see in this situation how – the woman in this, the woman with ADHD in this example could sort of take it onto herself that husband says, take up the dry cleaning. She forgets, of course, like everybody should see that one coming. You know, you're being told for anybody you're being told <laughs> while you're still in bed. Yep. Like, why do you think that's going to work? Number one, but regardless, you know, she takes it onto herself. Like she has this lifetime of being the one who forgets of being the one who drops the ball and on the one hand, there is indeed more truth to that. Like that is not just depression lying to you and making things sound worse. That is the sad reality that indeed she has forgotten much more. But the fact that she's forgotten more does not mean that she is always the one to blame. You know what I mean? So, yep. but especially if her husband's this trial attorney who I'm going to go with the, with the obvious may not be right, but like, Smart guy, detail-oriented, great memory. That's what, that's what you got to be yep. to be a great trial yep. attorney. So it's a total setup in their relationship for her to be the disappointing one who screws things up and for him to be the martyr who suffers for her screwing things up, which, by the way, doesn't really benefit either one of them. Like, nobody's winning there. Um, so her recognizing, you know what, this is a setup for failure. Like, I am not going to remember to do this. And also, most importantly, I'm not going to take the fall for it. Like, yep. you are setting me up here. Not that he's doing it on purpose because he wants her to fail. He's just being a little bit dense and lazy. Um, so by her pushing back and saying, you know, having the dry cleaning is going to make you happy. If you want to be happy, write it down and leave it on the island. You know, like you, yep. husband, take care of your own happiness here. Like it's not my job to make you happy when you're setting me up, to, when you're setting us both up to fail, right? So like that's the yep. thing about understanding ADHD is recognizing here are the things I'm good at, here are the things I'm bad at, here are the ways for me to do better on the things that I'm not naturally good at, or just to stay on top of stuff like any of us do. Um, yep. But it puts her in a position to set up both of them to be a whole lot happier at the end. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. Um, tell you what, it's time to go to break again. We come back. I got another uh, fun one we're going to kind of cover. Again, our um, secret word tonight is forces. Again, the secret word is forces. Uh, Ari's um, website, adultadhdbook.com. It's got a ton of stuff, podcasts, links to his book, other information. Go check it out. With that, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world. Your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. 
other places give you a few tips, the ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. You can't go off to college with them, but we can. Visit EdgeFoundation.org to learn more how an Edge coach can help your student reach their full potential. You can also call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE and get a free college success guide. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay. Do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with uh, the doc- Dr. Ari Tuckman. We're having a great conversation, making uh, you aware in this uh, month of ADHD awareness of the forces that are working against you um, if you have ADHD. Again, our purpose here is not to be negative, uh, but actually just confront the elephant in the room uh, to say that this is this is a fact of the world. If you feel kind of like distressed or outlined or alienated, everybody with ADHD is feeling the same thing. It's just the way it works. Um, so let's just kind of understand that and kind of move past it. The other thing that I wanted to kind of bring up, Ari, and I think this is really, really important um, because I think I fall prey to this, and maybe you do and others, is that the experts and the people that are there to try to help people with ADHD, and and let me me back up for a second. My mom taught me a long time ago that if something's difficult, you need to acknowledge that it's difficult. You actually have to say that it's difficult because if you discount it, you're not really giving it the respect that it's due in order to deal with the problem. And where I'm going with this is I think it's really easy for us to say, hey, you should just pause and self-regulate. But at the end of the day, the reality of it is to, do, to, over, to, to manage ADHD is incredibly effortful. And I'm, I'm using the word effortful. It is difficult, but I'm going to use the word effortful because a lot of effort is actually difficult. And I don't want to minimize it, but at the end of the day, you can, you can manage ADHD and live a very fulfilling life, but – I think a lot of times you read these books, everybody makes it simple. It's really not that simple, is it? Oh, it's not. I mean, it absolutely isn't. If it was, like, let's be clear. If it was simple, you wouldn't have 500 episodes or, or a million. <laughs> I don't know what you have at this point, right? And there wouldn't be all yeah. the books and all the conferences and all the hoopla about medication. And, like, so, like, clearly this is not simple because – you know, you and I would be, I don't know what you'd be doing. I'd probably be working as a carpenter or something. I don't know. But um, so, so yeah, I mean, it isn't, but I think it's, it's one of those things where it's all about getting back on the horse. So like whatever happened yesterday, make today a good day, whatever happened in the last moment, do what you can to handle this next one. Well, and you know, so as much as on the one hand, it's not simple. On the other hand, you don't have to be perfect. And, you know, the example that I'll sometimes use is that, um, you know, let's say the 
the issue here is someone with ADHD tends to run late and their partner tends to freak out about it. So the person with ADHD should never promise, honey, I will never be late again, because that is a total lie. They're either lying to their partner or yep. they're lying to themselves. And if their partner believes it, then they're an idiot, you know, like, so that's kind of on both of them. Um, you know, but rather what progress looks like is I'm really going to try to be better. And by the way, here are the things I'm going to do differently. I'm going to set more alarms. I'm not going to, you know, get onto certain websites, you know, five minutes before it's time to go. I'm really going to try not to do that one more thing, you know, move that gets people into trouble. Yep. Um, and if instead of being half an hour late three times a week, they're 10 minutes late twice a week or whatever, you know, like maybe that's enough, you know, it's not perfect mm -hmm. and it's not awesome, but maybe that's as good as it needs to be. And if their partner, instead of going ballistic is just sort of tweaked, maybe that's as good as it needs to be. I mean, the partner's going to have their days also like we all do, but you know, but it's about each of them sort of doing their part to make it a little bit better. And the couples who are happy in the long term are not the ones who resolve all of their issues because, like, that day never comes. The couples who are happy are the ones who are able to recognize here are the battles to fight because this is too important to let go. And most importantly, here are the battles not to fight. Like, my partner's always going to be a bit late. That's always going to be a thing. I, I'm going to find a way to live with it. Um, or conversely, my partner is always going to be a bit uptight about being places on time, but like, whatever, there's enough that's great about them that this is still a yep. net positive for me to be here. And I think that's your Absolutely. way out of this sort of, you know, feeling trapped, like you can't do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, one last thing, I just, you know, it's, I've, I've been coaching this thing over a long period of time. Sorry, and year, years ago, 12 years ago, God, when we started, people would come to me, they would come and they say, hey, listen, I got these goals. Can you coach me to it? And at that time, I had the mindset, yeah, yeah, that's definitely what I want to do. But it kind of dawned on me that a goal, really, if you're going to achieve it, you really kind of have to do, you have to execute a plan. Like if you're going to cross a finish line when you're done, hey, I, I ran a marathon. That's a goal. When you actually are done, you've achieved it. But in order to do that, you've got to go run every day. Now, setting a goal that I want to run a marathon, it's not really that difficult. You just declare that you want to do it. And saying that you're going to run every day in order to prepare yourself to run that marathon, analytically, it's really not that difficult either. But, you know, what's the hard part to me is how do you put your shoes on and you get out the door and you go run on a hot day? That's the challenging part. That's the effortful part. And that's the real hard part. And for people with ADHD, I like to describe it as getting out in the house to go running. It's like, it's like in Arizona, and it's 120 degrees compared to everybody else. That effort just to get out and do those things every day is difficult. Again, this plays into that ADHD is effortful. It's, it takes a lot of effort and a lot of energy to make that happen. And the issue to me really is I coach people every day on how do you get out the door and go run when it's hot. If we can do that, the, we'll execute the plan and we'll actually kind of get to the goals. But just that part to get out, and this is a metaphor, is actually really the hard part. And again, just the, again, just the, the awareness that that's what the focus is on every day. It's not a piece of cake. But the more you say, "Hey, this is a part of it," you embrace it. The more, the, the better you can deal with it. So, thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think there's something to be said for recognizing 
for oneself or perhaps for one's partner that, you know, to do this thing that maybe seems like it's rather straightforward for everybody else, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but it seems like it is, to feel like it takes so much more work for you to do it, it's easy to feel bad about yourself in that situation. You know, Mm -hmm. like this should be easier for me than it is. Um, But you know what? It just is what it is, you know? So I think to beat yourself up on it doesn't help. Like it, and it's not actually motivating and it doesn't help you do better. I think it's just to sort of recognize, like, I wish this was different about myself, but since it isn't, here's what I'm going to, you know, here's what I know I need to do about it. You know, so like, I don't know, you know, like this example of, you know, training for a marathon, I was, this is a little tangential, but I was talking with a friend of mine. He says he doesn't have ADHD. I think I'm going to bet a thousand dollars he does. But um, but this good, and I'm not going to give his name. He's not in the world of ADHD anyway. But great guy. And we're talking about you know working out with a trainer. So I work out with a trainer on Fridays. He writes me a program that I go do on my own on Monday and Wednesday because to get to his place on those days from the office just doesn't work. And my friend was saying, you know what? I could never do that. I need the trainer standing right next to me because I'm voice activated. You know, (laughs) he knows, right? And it's just this great line, I'm voice activated. Because he knows he would not do it if he went by himself to the gym or he wouldn't do it with the same intensity. So, like, just Uh that recognition of this is what I need to do. I don't care what you need to do. If that works for you, awesome. But that does not mean that that's the way that I have to do it. Absolutely. That's the quote. ADHD, voice activated. That one's going to be ringing in my head all night tonight. So anyway. Right. <laughs> kind of cracks me up. So anyway, so all right, I want to kind of pull this to close. Again, everybody, the, this is ADHD Awareness Month. And really the purpose of the show is really bring awareness is that there's some things that are out there that are just a bit of a challenge. My suggestion to you is don't fight it, embrace it, kind of move forward. It's the reality of the situation. Uh, self-regulation is not easy. Willpower is a finite resource, as Dr. Barkley says. The thing that I can yeah. tell you that I've learned over the years is understand yourself. Understand what works for yourself. Um, advocate for yourself as best you can. It's a lot easier to change your environment than it is to change yourself. And so with that, uh, any any last insight before we close it out? Um. Let me just reinforce that last point. But yeah, if you change your environment, that will bring more of the best out of you if you know how best to do that so you don't have to quite fight uphill so much. It's a winning formula, I'll tell you. With it, 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 it'll get you every time. So with that, everyone, our secret word tonight is forces. Again, secret word tonight is forces. Go check out Ari's uh, website at adultadhdbook.com. I uh, hope you've enjoyed this episode. Uh, we've got another great awareness episode coming up next week. Um, we'll be talking about ADHD um, in the context of addiction. So with that, take care, everybody. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.